0: Thank you, Regina. This is Flint McLaughlin again, and it's good to be with you. Welcome to another Marketing Experiments Web Clinic. I have been away for a while, so I feel almost nostalgic being back here in the studio and uh, being able to to speak to you again about the latest research. A lot has been happening in the interim. Uh, Marketing Experiment, which is part of the Labs family, has been building out its research capabilities, moving to new training and research facilities, building a new studio, and, uh, and really preparing for so many rich uh, new types of, of uh, scientific uh, exploration that we want to lead you through as we continue to develop a community of evidence-based marketers. Today's, today's clinic is called Maximizing Subscription Revenue. If you have been in any of our pricing research clinics before, this will be different. If you've been in any pricing clinic or pricing webinar, conference, etc. I suppose this will likely be different. Of course, it's grounded in the experiments we conduct every single day. Oh, and I don't know if you've seen the latest update, but we've now conducted more than 20,000 tests, and we continue to crank them out even as I stand here speaking to you today. This will be drawn from several fascinating tests, so you're going to have to pay close attention. I want to use uh, as many rich words as I possibly can to deliver as much content as I can in our very limited uh that we have available today together. The subject is how three businesses increase their subscription revenue by discovering the optimal pricing strategy. And I will slip through the sort of normal things. You can, you can hashtag uh, WebClinic to talk about this on Twitter and my bio and straight to a case study. This is experiment test protocol 1000 I guess 11074 and it is a software as a service company that offers membership access to their products online by the way if you're a newspaper you need to think about subscriptions across a broader canvas it's very good to look at to look at other types of subscription opportunities and am I not on audio okay they're they're micing me up double if you can't see the video right now don't worry about it um, but we're going to make certain that we have this audio covered. They might be concerned about some technical difficulties. And also, as I have aged since the last clinic, my voice is weak and it's difficult for the microphone to pick it up. So, have you got me rescued there? there. Alright, so on we go. The The company is a subscription business, but I would argue that a bank has a subscription business in the form of an account, and that's a residual income stream that's essentially digital and very similar to what a, say, a cellular network or a network carrier has in the form of a subscription service that they might call uh, a line, which is essentially another digital driven revenue stream subscriptions, old school, i.e. newspapers and magazines can learn a lot from these. And by the way, they can learn from you also. We'll have a mix of everything today. But in this case study, I want you to begin by noting that there are four different pricing points. And this is the control. And it's reasonably easy to understand. Because all we're going to do in the treatment is reduce the cost, the actual price, by 22%. Now, as I am doing this, we come to that uh, sort of cavernous gap that plagues many, many marketers at this very moment. Why you're here, why you're listening and watching this clinic. Do I have the right price? Worse, and there's a, there's a question that I think is more dangerous and more uh, bewildering. How do I know I have the right price? Because it seems like it's two-part science and one-part alchemy. It's intuition and it is... Metrics and measurement. And in other clinics, I've said you never know that you have the right price until you've charged too much. Because only then can you be certain that you used up all the elasticity in your uh, value matrix. The problem is, how do you do that? And it's sort of like trying to work on an airplane engine in mid-flight. You can't crash the plane while you try to fix it. And in many cases, that's what testing feels like. And so this was the place that this organization found themselves as they question, how do I get the right price? And uh, so I show you the control. Uh, uh, let me show you the treatment. You can see broadly the difference between the two when I show them side by side. 22% difference. And that 22% difference is on the pricing side. So this is easy. This is easy to think about. This is easy to build a hypothesis. And I'm watching your questions come in. And... Uh, <laughs> Dave, I can't believe you're still in this clinic, by the way. He says, oh, my God, is that Dr. Flint? No, Dave, it's what's left of him. After, after they've plagued me for years, and I notice I have another wire hanging on me, feel free to fix that, Joey, any way that you'd like. Um, it's good to see your name. Is that still you? And no, this isn't a Christmas gift. In fact, it might be a curse. You need to wait until the end of the clinic to decide for yourself. For the rest of you, it's great to see familiar faces. I have been, and I'll move on quickly because many of you may not be used to our old rhythm, but John Powell, Austin McCraw, and others in our content team, which has expanded. And frankly, uh, believe it or not, there's hundreds of people working in this facility right now. They're all growing, and I've watched their clinics, and if they weren't in such a capable guise, I would be concerned. Now I'm just afraid they're after my job, and so I thought I should step back in and do the best I can to save it, Dave, before it's too late. All right, back to the experiment. I am looking at the control. I am looking at the treatment. There is a 22% difference. Do you think uh, that? Uh, do you think this is a positive gain or a negative um, result? What do you predict will happen between the cold treatment? Will this result in a conversion lift? How many of you think so? Let me see you by voting right now in the Q&A feature. Is this a conversion lift? Yes, says Tim Frank. No, says Robert. Yes, says uh, Rick. No, says Ethan. Yes, says Eve. And on and on it goes. Lots of yeses, lots of nos. All right, I want to separate the question. I want to ask you two questions, and you should think about them differently. The first question again is, is this a conversion lift? Some of you are confusing conversion lift and revenue lift, I think, in how you're thinking. So just separate it for a moment. I don't say that to predict which is which, but is it a conversion lift? Try again. Yes or no? Yes, yes, yes. Now I'm seeing some yeses. More yeses than noes this time, but I see the noes also. Good. All right, now let's look, let's look at the actual result. And I want to ask another question. Here we are, 19.44%. This is a significant relative increase in total conversions. Congratulations to the marketing team on the other side that worked with us. Remember, we're just a small footnote in this. It is the other team and the other organization who exhibits the courage and the execution and operational skills to come alongside of us and make this happen. But in the end, it was a 19.44% increase. However, the question remains, was it a lift in revenue? How many of you think it was a lift in revenue, yes or no? And don't let me predetermine your answer. It looks like I have or you're just reasonably... Brilliant, because most of you are saying, I have no, no, no. Uh, I have Nick saying, this, or Aaron saying, same revenue. Lee saying, yes. It's getting a good mix. Now, candidly, if we didn't, if we should know this answer, we probably wouldn't have had to test this answer. If you didn't vote right, or if you don't vote right at any point in this clinic, don't feel bad. The whole point of the test is to get across the gap, the gap between what you know and what you need to know. And the payoff on the other side of that is customer wisdom. And customer wisdom is uh, almost priceless sometimes. Here's what happened. We tested cancellation and other impact variables on total revenue. What did we see? Oh, a 9.73% drop, rounded up to 10%. We have a problem, Houston. Uh, Successful test the first time. Successful test the second time. So how can the second test be successful? It was successful because it gave us a valid result that helped us derive more customer wisdom. The goal of the test wasn't a lift. The goal of the test was a learning. And if you didn't do this test, you wouldn't have learned this point, which is vital to planning your whole design of experiments. However, it leads to an observation, the discounted option, increased conversion, but decreased revenue. Now, you need to see this because I'm building towards something. And I promise you, this is not going to be a simple clinic. We're going to get fairly... Uh, complex before it's over with. I'm building, so I'd like to take you to another case study. I like to move from experiment to experiment, grounding everything in rigor and science and research. And, uh, and you'll notice this is SESPRO 4002, and it's an online sex offender registry service for parents concerned about neighborhood safety. The goal is to discover the optimal price point for a subscription to this, uh, this tool built around this database. You should see quickly the essential subscription details here in the the control. Customers get instant access to the database, all reports and maps of offenders in the area. Now, you'll see the subscription details, and I'd like to carry you to another thought about this. So, I think the idea was to go here. There you go. The control is $6 a month for full access. What have we done in the treatment? $6 a month plus a $20 activation fee. Now, that's quite interesting. Six dollars per month plus a $20 activation fee. So, audience, I need to ask you another question. I need to discover what you think has the highest conversion. Let's say the control or the treatment. Uh, just put C or T. C or T. Type it into your answer. C, C, C. Keep going. Keep going. All right. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. C, C, T, C, 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 T, C, 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 C T. <laughs> See, that's hard to say fast. Uh, good. 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 I like when you're participatory and you're voting and you're fast about it. Uh, Let's look at the data. Guess what? No statistical change in conversion. That is amazing, but we're not done. So, what's the impact on revenue? We could vote again, but I shouldn't need to vote the second time around. I would assume you know that revenue has gone up. So, here we are. Revenue is up. 99%. How many of you would like to leave this clinic, go back and get a 99% increase in the revenue from your subscription offering? What is at play here? We're going to talk more about this in a moment because there's much to be learned here. The increased price had no impact on conversion, but had a huge impact on, I want to say profitability, not just total revenue because it cost no more incremental dollars to deliver this new price. So, we're not just talking about a magnificent increase in revenue, we're talking about a stunning increase in profits. Which leads me to to a sort of observation. First of all, many of us are thinking about subscription price increases without considering the thought sequence in its fullest and most interesting form. At the beginning of of the subscription, you are dealing with perhaps the highest moment of motivation in the thought sequence. And at that moment, the addition of a $20, in this case, activation fee is more likely to get a yes than at any other time in the in the cycle. And because of that, you know, $20 spread over time takes that momentary pain, which is offset by a momentary but significant spike in motivation, and it spreads the momentary pain over time, which spreads its impact past the spike. And thus, you may see uh, the negative impact of the price strategy. So, essentially, you have to think about situations where a discount may Produce increased conversions, but lower revenue. And in this case, simply adding the activation fee, no impact on conversions, and an increase in revenue. What is all this about? Well, it really leads to what I'd like to say in the time that I have remaining. And I'm looking for my timer, and I don't see it. So, gentlemen, you'll need to keep me going, because I want to stay on track. Um, You need to know three critical dangers. These three critical dangers could be worth all the time you invest In this clinic and all the time you invested in any other clinic, you have been with Labs combined, if you can learn them and apply them. And we're going to sort of study it in layers of depth. Three keys. I'm asked often, with so many factors at play, how do we discover optimal pricing? And they're looking for the silver bullet, Aren't, aren't we all? I mean, we want that silver bullet, and since we've given up on the fact that it's going to come from our intuition, we start looking for the science tool. And yes, testing has the promise of being that silver bullet. The problem is, how do you test while you're in flight? So, we're going to look at three dangers in how we interpret what's happening. Three dangers that we want to protect ourselves against, and we'll begin with the first one right now, which is beware of metric isolation. To explain what I mean, I shall take you to a test protocol. It is 1739, and it is a large media company offering various subscription options. And the goal, of course, is to determine the optimal pricing point after the introductory rate. This is a huge organization, and they've got to get this right. And so I will take you to the uh, control, and you'll see that the preliminary part of the offer is $0.99. Cents. It's for four weeks. And then you pay a certain price. So get the gist of the offer. 99 cents for the first four weeks, then pay the regular rate. Now, if you think about it that way, it'll help you sort of consider the design of the test because we have five price points. And I assume uh, that those price points, you, as you can well see, 99 cents, 199, 299, 399, 499. So we have five ongoing price points that are our variable. And we need to predict which one will produce the highest gain. While I'm doing that, um, vote for a second. Tell me. Just vote for one, two, three, four, or five. I do understand that this is essentially a marketing crapshoot. I do not expect all of you to get this right, but I think forcing your brains to think as if this was your problem enhances the learning process, hence my strategy. And... Um, um, as I'm working through this, I want to see Luke for a moment. Luke, just slide over to the glass doors. Luke is our executive producer for this program, and I'm trying to make sure that I have all of the monitors and visual just the way I want them. Luke, am I right over here behind me? You can see yourself right up here. No, no, I don't mean that. I'm talking about the screen behind me. All right, good. All right, thank you very much. All right, so let me go. There's so many screens. In fact, I'm, sa- I'm facing so many monitors right now, and some of them are bigger than they look like small walls. I just want to know which one uh, I'm, I'm displaying on Clearly, I've been out of, the, out of this clinic for a while. All right, good. So let me then look, if I could, at uh, the results. Are you ready? Hmm. Now, Brandon says, by the way, they only care about what they pay now in terms of weekly pricing. They may only care about that now, Brandon, but the problem is we have a cancellation cycle. And you're going to see a correlation between, in fact, you could tell when they start to care precisely by the results of the experiment. Let's see what that means. Here we go. Uh, thank you for the encouragement, Robert. Robert says, I'm doing just fine. That's very gracious of you. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the numbers in front of me, and it's interesting. Pay attention to the green and the red arrow. The lowest price had the highest conversion rate. Interesting. Now, if that seems self-evident, remember that it wasn't in the last experiment, in some ways, okay, the design was different. I understand, but look now at the, look now at the interesting piece. So the pricing variables go up. That is the price, but as they go up, the, uh, the initial conversion rates go down. 2.8 all the way down to 1.47. So 2.8, 1.95, 1.8, 1.65, and 1.47 correlating to the five price points. That's not all. This is where it gets interesting. Look at the cancellation rate. 41%, 51%, 56%, 57%, and, uh, and 60%. Now, you're seeing cancellation go up. Now, let's, let's watch that. What that really means is the cancellation rate is going down as the price point goes down while the conversion rate, in a sense, goes up. This is going to lead to a pattern in the revenue that's fairly predictable, but now is where it gets very tricky. Look at the average revenue per subscriber. This takes into account the cycle and how long they are a subscriber before you Find a cancellation from them. Thirty-six point four six dollars is price one. Sixty-one point seven three is price two. Eighty-two point five four is price three. One hundred and twelve point thirteen is price four, and one thirty forty two is price five. And I feel like an auctioneer. However, I'm really interested in the next slide. It intrigues me, and I've got to move fast. So uh, learn fast with me. You can clearly see now that the highest Price produces the most revenue per scriber, but that doesn't mean it produces the most revenue overall because you have less subscribers at that price point because you have a lower conversion rate. So, guys, here's my question for you, and I use the word loosely, not question, but guys, tell me what the tell me what you predict now. One, two, three, four, five. Please vote. I want a good solid vote. You've got a lot of data now. Tell me what price point you think is best. Three, three, two, one. Kent says one. Four says Aaron. One says uh, somebody. It's moving so... There's so many of you voting. Four says Bernard. Three, 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 five, 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 three, four, five, five. And on they come. Keep voting. I'm looking at names. Interesting. We We study how you vote. John Powell, you are voting. Are you seriously voting? John Powell worked on the clinic and the experiment. He's so clever that he gets the vote right. Unless there's two John Powells. My own research... And the guy who writes a lot of my lectures and speaks for me and worked on these experiments is now voting. If he gets it wrong, we have a problem. If he gets it right, he gets no extra points. I would call that a bad bet. Let's look at the next slide. Here you go. It explains the whole, the whole pattern. Notice, notice what we have here. The, on the low end, in fact, let's look at the left side. We're looking at revenue. Look on the right side. We're looking at cancellation rate. Look on the bottom. We're looking at the actual price points. This is where the patterns get interesting. You'll see that clearly as the... Look at the 99% column. Obviously, the revenue is lower because the price is lower. But you can see a difference in the increase in growth until you get to the other side where at the other end of the spectrum where the price is higher you see a drop in, in uh, the revenue occurring. What you need to pay attention is to that little zone defined by the triangle because we're going to describe it in a moment. That is the optimal price zone. And we'll explain this in more depth. And some of you may have other questions. And you feel free to write us afterwards. Talk to us. We'll try to help you. You'll see that when price testing for subscriptions, we have to be careful not to focus on a single metric but it's really about a narrative being told by the metrics themselves. To understand that better, let's look at what we discovered. If you voted for price point four, you were right. It produced $45,189.15 in this short, tight test cycle. Now, this is a billion-dollar... Well, this is a huge company, so the impact is far more than this. But this was the test cell, And what I'd like you to pay attention to is illustrated by taking that chart one more back to our line graphs and this time may I suggest to you that what you're trying to do as a marketer is design an experiment that takes into account the full narrative of the metrics not missing the importance of the conversion rate of the total price per subscriber of the overall revenue that is generated during the test cycle and I would say probably 12 other metrics, which we can't take the time to illustrate now, but in the end, they lead to the discovery done right of a sweet spot. And that sweet spot occurs right there in that zone. That's where your pricing has to stay. And the problem is, as competitors come along, and we saw this just yesterday, Sprint is is attacking the marketplace. Now, Sprint offers a subscription product. So does Verizon, so does AT&T. Sprint is attacking the marketplace. They're attacking it because they've had very poor performance recently, and indeed, they're on the way to losing so much market share that T-Mobile may pass them, and this being the case, their new aggressive pricing strategy will impact everyone because it's going to force Verizon and AT&T to counterprice in order to still find the sweet spot. And in accord with that, and this is all in the news, major Major carriers are predicting a change in their profit forecast. It is a result of what you see right here. Which leads me to the next piece. By only focusing on conversion, you may miss out on other factors that impact revenue more directly. And thus, you must be very, very careful to pay attention to the entire narrative until you can tell the full story of the subscriber. In the same way that you would tell the biography, most of us, in fact, need to think of our customers as a biographical sketch and be able to tell their story end to end and test within that context. This brings me to the second pitfall. It is this beware of value deflation. Jan, it's good to see you on the clinics. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm, uh, seeing that name is good, and I think others that uh, are starting to pop up from before that I recall. Um, did John Powell get it right? We're not sure. I don't really want to tell you. I think he voted for two. Um, no, he he got it. Um, let's look at let's look at eleven zero eight seven. A large media company offering various subscription products, and the goal is to determine the optimal pricing point after the introductory rate. Sound familiar? But it's different. Here we go. Customers are presented with an offer of fifty percent off. Home delivery for 12 weeks with free digital access. This is a different organization, by the way. So, 50% off home delivery for 12 weeks with free digital access. Now, if the order is not completed by a certain sort of uh, fixed time, a pop-up appears and with an additional incentive for an additional four weeks at 50%. What does that mean? pop-up doing and how does it impact revenue. So you're being offered an extra incentive if you haven't made up your mind. Is this good or bad? Will this produce a gain or a loss? You vote, please. Someone tell me. Tell me. If the order which one is the is, is the treatment with a pop up gonna win? Is this a gain or a loss? Gain or a loss? I'm seeing loss, gain, gain, loss, gain, gain. Markets pretty evenly here in terms of their predictions. I'll give you one more minute, or actually that means four more seconds in clinic time. And we move on. Here we go. There's the control. There's the treatment. And here's the result. It's a 4% relative decrease in total conversion. That's a decrease. Adding the pop-up with the price incentive did not just hurt revenue. It hurt conversion. Marketers, start typing fast. Tell me why you think that is. Why did it hurt the actual uh, overall conversion rate? You'd think offering a discount to those who hadn't made their mind up would have impacted revenue in a positive way. Okay, someone says desperation move. Someone say it devalued the product. Hillary, I think you're absolutely right. I think marketers, you're putting your finger on this. Many of us are using fast sales and and. We are combating the decline of our industry or perhaps just the challenges in our company with a discounting strategy that is essentially stripping us of not just perceived value but trust. We'll talk about perceived value in a point coming up very soon. But people do not trust you. At that point, you might think, well, let me wait another week and see if they drop the price again because there's now no longer a tight, fixed correlation between what you ask for the product and the actual value. Anyone can see that the pricing changes so frequently it's hard to know. Discounting can dramatically decrease the perceived value of an offer. And we have to be very careful that we don't damage our long-term value proposition. Oh, I'd love to say more on this, but I can't. By the way, the key here, if you're saying, so what do I do? You don't win by reducing the cost side of the ...of the fulcrum. You win by increasing the perceived value side. If you don't know where you can learn more about that fulcrum... ...and those two pieces, write us... ...and we'll send you clinics and links... ...and other teaching that will help you with it. Instead, I'd like to move to number three. Beware of cost perception. Um, By the way, I'm looking at you in the camera a lot... ...but I notice myself looking to the left, right... ...because this screen right here has all of your feedback and comments. So in my confused, aging, tired, professorial brain... My audience is right there. This great screen with all of you writing feedback, 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 feedback. But my camera is right there. So I'll try to be... I'll try to do better. Sorry, Luke. All right. So, number three. Beware of cost perception. An independent vitamin manufacturer. This is still a distribution model that is based on a recurring revenue stream. There is a subscription. And the goal is to increase total revenue from the page and... It's really interesting. You'll see a monthly price point. Guys, take a look at this. This is the control. Can everyone see how this is not an evenly weighted option? You've heard us talk about the the negative impact of most evenly weighted options. They have one option which is uh, emphasized. Does everyone see that? Now, I'd like to show you another page. All right. In this page, well, let's go back. That was sort of a jump. This is called shift to slides. Alright, so there is the control and there is the treatment. And there is a significant difference in the treatment. Let's, Let's drill down on it just a moment. The treatment is in vertical format instead of horizontal format. The best value is moved from where it was lost in the control up at the top of the page, and you'll be able to see that again in a moment, and so is the most popular feature. The best value option is presented or pre-selected, which also, by the way, happens to be the most expensive, but it is. We did the math. We calculated. You get the most value at that price point. And, of course, there's something else that's happened. We're counting on the fact that presenting this information in this way may enable us to take you right to the Right to the purchase without leaving the page. In fact, we give you the total price, including shipping. See, total amount, one fifty three ninety five. Now, there are many arguments for why you would not want to do that on this page. Well, that would scare them, you could easily say. But I think it perhaps endears trust. What happens as a result of this change? I'd like to spend more time on it. Here you go. 25% relative increase in conversion. That's a significant gain and it came by telling him the total price and doing many things that were counterintuitive. But in the end, what it played upon was the significant perceived value and at that moment the value was perceived most, we moved right to the close. Which leads to an important point. And that is that uh, price is one of many factors that contribute to cost but it is not equal to cost to decrease perceived cost you have to alter other material factors or mental factors such as friction uh, fear of risk especially as it translates to anxiety and friction as it's manifested in confusion other other uh, factors that stimulate mental resistance or mental concern. These are all contributors to the total cost. And we have to be very careful because our price not only implies value, but it is a subset of total cost. And your testing plan must help you, first of all, discover how to communicate the full subset in a way that feels far less than the perceived value which takes me out of my time except to say, not this, but this. And I've got something in mind uh, regarding live op. Not this, but this. Not this, uh, but this. There's a big difference, by the way. If you go back and you look at what happened, we actually put the price up front. Monthly fees. The only change in this page is we moved the cost higher up in the page, but we saw a 38% increase. Why? Because that was the thing they were concerned about most and they had to dig through all that other information to get to it. That's our hypothesis and it proved fruitful at least. Not this, but this. What's the difference? A 36% increase in paid subscription. Look at it again. What's the primary difference? Someone tell me. Someone tell me. What's the difference? I'm watching. Uh, Lots of results you're typing in. And I'm running out of time. It is a simplification. I I, I really believe that uh, charts like you see on the left can be very powerful. But in this case, the chart on the left didn't communicate enough of a difference between the options to be worthwhile. And uh, there was another way to communicate the information. Let me move on. Not this. That is a drop-down menu. This is a radial button approach. You may not like radial buttons. Our designers don't either. But guess what? They often work better. I just saw them work in a major experiment with one of the largest companies in the world. 15% increase in orders from that change. So these are the three pitfalls that I would uh, like you to take away from this. I am negative one minute. I want to be respectful of my time. And guess what? I have slides that I would like to optimize live. Here's what I will do. I'll talk to my editors. We will find a time to do live op as a, a subset follow-up, and we'll invite a way for you to participate in that so that we are faithful to our audience, our promise that we made to you. The last thing I want to do is not deliver on all that I promised, but I don't believe it would have been right to go too fast through this content and thus uh, not communicate enough to help you. Tell me this. I'm sure some of you are leaving now. Quickly tell me, did you find today helpful? Um, was it valuable for you? And I'd love to get your feedback. I'm, Watching to sort of uh, find out how you think today helped you. In the meantime, we'll be back with more research. We have more happening than ever. Lots of changes for marketing experiments. The website, even the content, particularly things we send by email. Watch for it, and thank you again. I'm Flint McLaughlin, and I'll be back, I don't know, 2017, 18. No, I'll be back again soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments Live Web Clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.